going on, everybody? This is Heath with Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. And we got a little different episode tonight. You know, we talked about how we love local shout-outs. And we mentioned last week, if you listen to the episode, we were going to try to get Javon Williams on the uh, AL.com Coastal Player of the Year for this area. And we actually did. So we got this interview coming up. We're really excited that he's coming on. So let's just get right to it. going on Javen how you doing man hey how you doing doing good we're really glad you decided to join us we're talking to the al.com coastal male athlete of the year for this year and what we're going to do starting off I just want you to tell us a little bit about yourself so have you been was you born and raised in Mobile Alabama yes sir. I was always born and raised in Mobile Alabama so quick quick question Javen um you being born and raised in Alabama you know the importance of this next question Alabama or Auburn Personally, or neither. Personally, neither. Really? Well, so who's a, who's your team? I mean, since I didn't came to college now, um, I'm with KSU 100%. Hey, man, I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> hey, there we go. There we go. Well, how old was you when you started playing sports? I played in my first basketball game when I was three years old. Dang, three years old. Three years old, man. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, I got a one-year-old. I may try to get him signed up soon like you. So, what sport – so, you played basketball first? Um, Yes, sir. Okay, and what what sport is – I know you're going to college to play football and baseball. Is that correct? Yes, sir, but mainly right now I'm focused on football. Focused on football, right, because football is starting in the fall. But when you were a kid, what was your, like, favorite sport? What was you best at? I would say I was always better at baseball. That's what I would say. Baseball, okay. Where did you Where did you play at? Did you play travel ball or did you play park ball? Yes, a little bit of travel ball and a little bit of park league. Okay, okay. Good. What uh, Which park did you play at? I played at Peters Park. You said Peters Park? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Yeah, I played growing up. Uh, where did I play at? I can't even remember where I played at. Boykin. Boykin Park. Over on uh, Carroll Plantation. Boykin Park. It's, I think it's shut down now, but... I'm not that old, but, you know, they shut it down. That's where I played. <laughs> so, growing up, would you always uh, would you always get at sports pretty much? Yeah, sir, I would say so. Were you always – so, you would you say you come from, like, a sports family? Everyone in your family kind of plays sports? I wouldn't say I come from a sports family, but my brother played sports growing up. Both of my brothers. Uh, my dad played sports. My mom, she didn't play sports. But I would say I was driven to play sports. So who would you say? I know it might be a debate amongst your family. Who's the best athlete in your family? Personally, I would go with me. That's <laughs> why. There you go. There's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong. With that. How many siblings you got? If you don't mind us asking. I have one older brother. One older brother. Good deal. Hey, we both come from big families. So this is a fun question. So you played all three sports at Baker High School: football, all three major football, baseball, and basketball. Do you have a favorite player in each of the major sports like NBA, NFL, or MLB? Yes, sir, I do. Who's that? In basketball, it's LeBron James. And football, I would say probably Jalen Ramsey. And in baseball, 
Tim Anderson. Hey, there you go. Tim Anderson, shortstop for the White Sox. Jalen Ramsby just won the Super Bowl. And my favorite player, LeBron James, up there with Luka Doncic. I like both of them. Now, when you when you say Jalen Ramsey, what makes you – is it you like to model your game after him or is it, is it something – what is it about him that makes you him your favorite player? Well, I feel like he's just a dog on the field and I like being a dog too, so. He is. Kind of oh, yeah, he yeah. absolutely, man. I love watching him play. Like, he's one of those, if he's on your team and you're a fan, you absolutely love him. And if he's yeah. if you're playing against him and having to watch him, or even if you're on the other team, it's like he just annoys the crap out of you. Just but uh, man, he's such a great player. I, I love that pick. You like talking a little trash like J Ram? I would say personally, not really. Yeah, not really. Just let your play do the talking, huh? Yes, sir. That's right. So getting into Baker, did you play all three sports starting as your freshman, all the way through? No, sir. Starting as a freshman, I was in basketball and baseball. Basketball and baseball, okay. So when did you when did you start playing football? I picked up football my 11th grade year. Oh, wow. Going into my 8th summer. So how many how many years growing up? I know you said you played um, basketball started when you were three. What age did you – you might have already said this. Um, did you start playing football? You said stop? Well, start. I, yeah, start. When did I start playing football? Yeah. I started playing football around four. I would say four. Okay, so you played four all the way up through before you got to high school and you just stopped playing once you got to high school? It was four all the way up until seventh grade. I stopped my – my last season was my sixth grade year. Okay. So what made you – you said you came back your junior year. What made you pick it back up and want to play again? Well, I always wanted to keep playing football, but I eventually moved to another middle school. And I think my mom, she didn't really want me getting hurt. So I just kept begging her. And then finally she – I finally convinced her to let me go back out there. And she let me go. She talked to my head coach. And ever since then, I've just been on the field. There you go. So playing all three sports in high school, tell me what that took out of you socially because I know I just played one sport and it, it was hard but because I know during the off season some of these sports overlap like I know probably baseball and basketball overlapped and so what did it take you know to keep your grades the way they were and just keep you know to have time to yourself I would say a lot of support from my family yeah. um my teammates and my coaches in each sport um, just keep pushing me and making sure I'm on track, doing everything I'm supposed to do. Yeah, and, you know, the reason I ask you that because, excuse me, some coaches, you know, it's it's split 50-50. Some coaches really want you to stick to one sport, and then some like you to play, you know, as many as you can. Where did your coaches at Baker really fall into that? And what what do you say, if you want to answer that first, and then what do you say, like, each sport helps you with the other one? Like, does baseball help you with hand-eye coordination, does football help you with explosiveness? So you can answer that. Um, I would say all my coaches, all three of my coaches, they were really cool with it. They all communicated with each other when I had, like, stuff overlapping. And it was just them knowing each other. Like, the school I went to, it's, a, it's all a big community. So everyone knows each other. So them talking to each other, making sure I'm at this practice, this weight lift, and all of that just made it easier 
for me to have one stuff also. Yeah, my wife went to Baker, and she absolutely loves it. Like you said, she says it's a community, and, you know, that that's really awesome that all those coaches, you know, they supported you. Like you said, your family supported you, and that's uh, that's really good. Can you tell us what position you played at each sport? In baseball, I played left field and a little bit of center field. I also pitched a little, just a, just a little. And basketball, I played point guard and student guard. And in football, in high school, I played receiver and I played defensive back. So you were definitely a, a busy, busy fella. Uh, so as a senior, you helped lead uh, all three sports, baseball, basketball, football, to the playoffs, um, and also was an all-state selection in each sport. I don't think people, you know, Heath mentioned it, kind of what all goes into that. I don't think people really realize, because I played baseball a couple years, all my life, and then I played a couple years in high school. And just, like he said, I mean, the off season, and then, like, even, like, games, you get out of school early if you're traveling, then you got to do makeup tests, makeup schoolwork, and all this stuff, practice late, and keep it up. And then you're playing all three sports. So that's really impressive. How did it feel to – to lead your, those teams, those sports, to the playoffs in every single sport and to, to win and, and be an all-state selection? I mean, it feels pretty good, but I could I wouldn't be able to do it without, like, any of my teammates and my coaches. I feel that's the reason I was able to do all that and accomplish a lot in my high school career due to my teammates and coaches from pushing me every day and making sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And yeah. Yeah, I love that pick because, you know, a lot of guys are, are – selfish and just like look at me look at me but I really love that answer all about the team because I mean it really is true especially in the sports that you played um if it, it takes a team it's not one player does it all so mm-hmm. kind of a fun question here if you could choose one sport and you were not able to play any other sport which sport would you choose to play and why um if you can answer it that might be a tough question. I don't think I can answer that one. Okay. Now, I, and the reason I say if you can answer, I know you're you're playing football and baseball. I have a, I have a second State. part to that question. Which which sport? Let's say so that one's too hard to answer. What about if you could only watch one sport for the rest of your life? Which sport would you want to watch and why? If I could watch, um, does it have to be a sport I play? No, no I mean no, no, it no. doesn't have to be. I would personally watch softball. Heck yeah, that's that's awesome. I love what you like watching the College World Series. Yes, I feel it's very exciting, man. It's just really exciting. Listen, I, I'm with you. I love people think I'm crazy, but I love watching girls softball. I think I love yeah. it just because the girls in the dugout, man, they get absolutely hyped. They go nuts. And do you like that? Yeah, it's a different type of energy. It it definitely is. I mean, they're like. Just they're going ballistic. I mean, it's just impressive, especially like the pitchers. Just the way uh, I think the most impressive thing to me about softball is the pitchers, just how they can pitch over. And you know what you have is in baseball, a pitcher can only pitch so many pitches, can only throw. He can't throw, you know, multiple days in a row. Whereas softball pitchers, it's like they just go and go and go, and it's like it's just so impressive how they do it. So that's a, I mean, that's that's a really good answer. Yeah, yeah. So, I got another fun question for you, and this is a tough one, so you got to think about it. Would you rather hit a walk-off home run, hit a buzzer beater in basketball, or, like, catch a Hail Mary to win the football game? 
would say it's a hail mary to win a football game. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. If I was betting money, I was gonna pick that one. I, I was thinking buzzer beater, but I mean, those are all incredible feeling. Have you ever had anything like that happen to you? Um, no, sir, I haven't. One of them. Okay, th- those are. He's still got a long career. It could happen. Yeah. yeah. First game of the season. Who y'all playing first game of the season this year? Sanford. Sanford. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. Congrats. So you won AL.com Coastal Alabama Male Athlete of the Year for the 2021-2022 season. Did you know that you were going to win this? No, sir. I honestly had no clue. So that's what I was thinking when I was we were um, going to be interviewing you. So you said you had no clue. Like you didn't know – you were in the running for it, or you were just like chilling one day. Your coach calls you, or, or somebody contacts you, or texts you. It's like, hey, by the way, you just won male athlete of the year. Or did you kind of know, hey, there's a chance I could win this? Um. Well, I would say the day I found out, I didn't know I was like even like in the run for it. I would say I found out when my coach texted me, sent me the link to Twitter. And my mom texted me also and let me know. Wow. And that's uh, So you found out by by a, a Twitter uh, article? Yes, sir, from my coach and my mom. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, that is awesome. What, what was your parents' reactions and your siblings? My mom, dad, and my brother, um, I feel like they were all excited and proud of me. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't blame that. That's awesome, and... You know, when I saw the article, I, I saw it on Twitter as well, and I saw it, I was like, wow, that's that's awesome. You know, that's that's really impressive. And you said your coach sent, it, sent you the link? Yes, sir. So what was your reaction as far as – because you said, I mean, you had no clue. You're just going about your day, then all of a sudden you get a text, and then you're looking at this article that says your name, what sports you played, and it says male athlete of the year. What, were, what was your first thoughts? Honestly, I was – blown away i was like wow and um and i was just really thankful absolutely man that's that's awesome like i said i mean we're we're happy for you uh, you know we we love doing talking to local players and doing local shout outs on our show just because there's so much talent here in the mobile area so what is kind of ending on uh a memory at baker what is your favorite memory if you can choose one if not just pick one of the best memories you have. What is one of your base, best memories at Baker? I would say my best memory at Baker is probably had my first home run. And what? how old were you? Were you a freshman, sophomore? I was a senior. That's awesome. Dude, that's cool. Like, hey, look, I never hit any home runs in high school. I didn't either. I never hit home runs growing up. I was a I was a, a fast guy and I was a base hitter. I could hit some base hits. I hit singles all day long. Yeah. I would say either that or score my first touchdown. Sweet. That's awesome. Hey, so I saw recently Baker, your y'all's quarterback last year, he's pretty big high commit, ain't he? Or recruit. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Good deal. So you're signing. You signed with Kennesaw State to play football and baseball. Is that right? 
Yes, sir. Well, right now I'm just focusing on football. So we're in football season. Right. Now, have you, you've already signed with them, obviously, so you're on campus ready to go, getting ready for football, correct? Yes, sir. I'm already on campus right now. Good deal. What it what does that look like as far as right now? What what are y'all doing? Are y'all working out, getting ready for the uh, fall camp to start? Right now we're working out. Y'all doing two days? Working out twice a day? No, sir. So how do they do they feel do you think as far cuz you said at Baker all the coaches kind of work together and had no problem at all with you playing multiple sports and then you go to a, a you know college it's a lot more people a lot bigger college um how would you feel do you feel they i mean obviously you they're allowing you to do it because you're playing both sports but do you think they're kind of they work together they have no problem at all kind of like the coaches at baker yeah sir and good deal. so what what made you what made you choose kennesaw state as your college I chose Kennesaw State because when I came on my official visit, it was just everything was perfect. I mean, from the coaches, the players, everyone. Like, like I've, I've seen teams where they don't really have that bond, but here at KSU, everybody knows each other. The coaches know you, and it's just a big community like back at home. Yeah, and what what who reached out first? Was it the football or the baseball? Or they kind of reach out at the same time, kind of a tag team deal? Football. Football did. And I just saw KSU, y'all actually made it to the uh in baseball, made it all the way to the regionals, right? Yes, sir. That's really cool. And are y'all, you know, one quick question. Y'all are what part of Georgia ain't y'all located in Georgia? Yes, sir. We're located in Kennesaw. Kennesaw, what what is that? Nah, I don't not good at geograph. What is that close to? Big city. Um, I'm te- I'm really not sure. I just got here. I'm new to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't. I don't blame you, man. Hey, so Javen, what? Because obviously Heath and I have never been recruited for any sport in our life, and a lot of our listeners haven't either. What does that kind of look like? So they reach out for the first time. Is it a text? Is it a phone call? Is it a letter? Are they hitting you up on Twitter? And then kind of after that first contact. You know, these other colleges are trying to get you. Are you just getting bombarded with mail and text and messages all the time? I mean, the recruiting process the, the recruiting process can be kind of stressful. But at the end of the day, you can only go to one school. Yeah. So I think you should just pick what's best for you. And after you committed to Kennesaw, did you have – maybe that was kind of a relief and like, okay, I can just – not be bothered anymore. Did you still have other schools trying to reach out and, like, you know, change your mind? Well, when I committed, it was kind of like before signing day, like a couple days before signing day. So I would say I wouldn't – I wasn't, like, bombarded or anything like that. Yeah, because they didn't really have a chance after signing day. Was it more of a – was it a family decision or was it something that your parents wanted you – you know, to do on your own because it is your career or was it more of a family affair? I would say it was more of my decision. I mean, my family, they told me what they feel like and I think we all pretty much felt the same about Kennesaw State and once I told them this is where I want to be, they all agree with it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's great. That sounds like you have some great family and, and friend support. 
Um, when you don't see that a lot, you know, some some of these parents and family, they get so into it. They If you don't choose a school they want to go to, it's like they just act ridiculous and get mad and all this stuff. But it sounds like you have a great support system for sure. So what are your goals? Obviously, you're going into your freshman uh, year, freshman season in football and then uh, baseball after that. What are your – do you have certain goals for yourself as a freshman of what you want to accomplish? Well, I have – I have certain goals. Um, some of my goals, like attack every day, like be great every day, um, things like that, like making sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do off and on the field every day. Yeah, those type of goals. What a- I'm still working on term goals right now, but those are my goals for right now to take a step to get to those long-term goals. Yeah, no, those are phenomenal goals. And what what about team goals? Do have y'all set like team goals? What y'all want to do during the season yet? Um. Well, I mean, team goals. I mean, team goals. I would say our team goals are same thing as mine. Like personal goals, attack every day. And be great every day and work hard every day. But I think we're still building on team goals right now. Yeah. Last question. We talk a lot on the show about, you know, NIL. Where where do you stand on that, on NIL? What do you think about it? Is it good for college? Honestly, I'm not sure. Yeah, you're not sure. You don't care. Well, dude, we really, really appreciate you joining us. Like you said, everybody, this is the AL.com Coastal Mel Athlete of the Year. We really appreciate you joining us, Javen, and we wish you nothing but the best and your team nothing but the best, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you play, and we'll be keeping up with you, man. All right, thank you. Thanks All right, for buddy. having me. All right, thank you. You just heard our interview with – AL.com's Coastal Alabama Player of the Year. We really appreciate him coming on. Thank you so much, dude. We really uh, are thankful you can take some time to just kind of talk to us a little bit, get to know you a little bit better, let everybody get to know uh, the Player of the Year. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on uh, social media. We mentioned last week we have an Instagram now. Um, Follow us on that, Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. Follow us on Twitter. You can email us, Tillman's Corner Sports Talk at gmail.com. So let's get right into it. You know, Heath mentioned we're doing a little bit different episode. Had our interview with with him first, and we'll get right into our hot topic. So our hot topic, and really kind of the main topic, it's kind of big news, um, USC and UCLA, it is reported that they plan to join the Big Ten as early as 20. 24. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's crazy. I mean, it's just up there with the Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. But this is, you know, this is more surprising because geographically, Texas and Oklahoma kind of fit in with the SEC. And UCLA and USC doesn't really fit in with the Big Ten. Yeah. But I think it's, it's going to be a new college football era probably in the next three or four years. I, you know, I think – I think that we're gonna we're heading towards like a minor league NFL. I think I think college football will break away from the NCAA and they will create two major conferences. So basically the SEC would be one, the Big Ten would be one, 
I think the SEC is going to start taking teams. The SEC is going to start taking teams from the ACC, kind of like a Clemson or yeah. Miami, Florida State. And then the Big Ten, I think, is going to get like Notre Dame and maybe Oregon. And there's just going to be basically two major conferences with probably like 25 teams. And it's just going to be kind of like the NFL. And maybe the top four teams from each conference will go to the playoffs. Yeah, because we're already seeing um, in either next year or the year after Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC. Now, they haven't came out and said that they're going to be West, East, whatever. But Oklahoma and Texas are joining the SEC. I, I mean, it's got. It's all about money. I feel like it's yeah. um, exposure, money, um, money from TV rights, money, just just money. It's kind of what seems like every big decision and anything is about is money. But um, I mean, it'd be interesting to see, especially what happens with the other the other teams. Well, the other conferences. The the Pac-12 is really really weak now. Yeah, and the Big Twelve. I mean, basically in the Pac-12, you got Oregon. In Utah, I guess if you want to call it Utah, that's the two best teams. And then the Big 12, the two best teams are who? Oklahoma State and Baylor. Oklahoma State, yeah, Baylor. U, UCF's coming in. Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. They're going Cincinnati. to the Big 12. But, yeah, like I said, I just think it's going to be two major conferences. It kind of leaves Clemson and Notre Dame, maybe a Florida State, Miami, are like the two big powerhouse four teams that are not in either in the Big 10 or – you know, the SEC, and I think that's where it's going. And, you know, I, I wouldn't mind it. Maybe you'd get away from playing some of these cupcakes and just, hey, have a 12-game. Yeah. Now, I think this is just me. I mean, we're just talking about hypotheticals here. I wouldn't mind if SEC got rid of some of the teams or the Big Vanderbilt. Ten. Like, Big Ten kick out Rutgers. Yeah. Colorado. And then, like, SEC could kick out Missouri. Vanderbilt. Randall, yeah. well, they might. They'll probably came for well, not just football. We got to think I mean, academics, uh, baseball, academics, baseball, basketball. basketball. But um, I'm I'm just talking about strictly football. Yeah, you know, because like I think during the COVID year, Notre Dame played football in the ACC. But you know, Notre Dame is they they're in the SEC in basketball, and I'm pretty sure baseball. I think it's just football that Notre Dame is. Yeah. I know I for know a that. fact they're in there for basketball. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know for a fact they're in there for basketball. But I think in football they're just independent. So I could definitely see the football kind of starting to be, you know, kind of independent of the NCAA where they make their own decisions. They they get a commissioner, maybe Greg Sankey or Nick Saban if he retires. I, yeah, I don't I don't know or, if he'd want that job. It would be a bad job. I don't know who they'd get. Maybe Ohio State's AD. But I was going to ask you, this puts – with USC, because I'm a big fan of Lincoln Riley, with USC going to the Big Ten, this hurts to me USC's chances of winning the national championship. Yeah, because harder competition. Yeah, because there'll be, I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan. Uh, I'm trying to think of Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Michigan State, Penn State, Penn State. That's correct. That's right. Um, I mean, I mean. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of people on Twitter talking about USC or uh, Lincoln Riley went to USC to avoid the SEC in competition. Now he's going to be joining up with uh, the Big Ten, having to play Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and all those other uh, the good teams. So it'd be interesting. You know, I wonder if they'll, if how you mentioned they want to do eventually like the, like the NFL, like two, like the AFC and NFC. I would think 
they would expand the playoffs and it would raise obviously if you expand it raise people's chances but you don't have to have as perfect of a season as usually you would have to to have a chance yeah you just got to they're going to have to I don't know what they're going to do I've seen different things but they got to make it a way where if it is these two super conferences where you got to reward teams for winning so like if an the two number one seeds in each conference, maybe they get a bye first round of the playoffs. They get home field advantage, top seeds. So I don't really know what they do. I'm excited. You know, it's different. It's different than what we know, but I, I don't even know why it's changing. Maybe NIL, all the money. I know, I know it's money. Yeah. Because money runs everything. Oh, I think also TV rights. Because yeah, I think true. SEC teams, whether it's the SEC's deal with all these ESPN. channels, ESPN and all that stuff, they get more money for um, games and, and that type of thing. So, I mean, it's definitely money-related for sure because it has nothing to do with – I mean, it might also have to do with – I feel like SEC gets the benefit of the doubt when it comes to making uh, playoffs and, and, you know, bigger bowl games as far as um, like going against, you know, some a team in another conference. They get the benefit of the doubt most of the time just because, I mean, it is a better conference. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. But I think the Big Ten is pretty – I think everybody will say that the Big Ten is probably the second-best conference now, and they were. Yeah, and uh, they were. And I think Notre Dame is probably the next team to drop. I think they're the next team that's going to pick a conference, and I, I think it's going to be the Big Ten. And, uh, yeah, so what do you think about that? I th- Yeah, I mean, I think – it's going to happen. It's, uh, some of these conferences, they're going to dissolve and just completely fall apart because if you have these bigger teams leaving, then it's like, hey, let's go join up with this other conference. So, you know, that, that's definitely going to happen. Some of them are going to just completely not exist. And I'd say within five years, maybe one or two of these conferences won't exist. So we'll see how it goes. But next hot topic, um, if you're a Braves fan or just a baseball fan in general, you know, it, you, it came out, or you saw, if you follow baseball, Freddie Freeman, the guy, long time, I think he start, he started his career with the Braves, I believe. Yeah. Um, and was there for 13 years. Um, had a return, because he's with the Dodgers now. They went to ba- play the Braves. Emotional return. Everybody loves him. Everybody gave him a standing ovation, cheered for him, all this stuff. Comes out, I think it was the day after the game. Pretty soon, it might be the day of the game. The day after the series. Was the day over. after the series. When he was in Atlanta, was over. Uh, comes out, Freddie Freeman fired his manager or his, uh, excuse me, his agent. You know, there's a lot of speculation into that, or was a lot of speculation into that. Then we find out that his ma- uh, agent, Casey Close, that was fired, never told. So negotiations with Atlanta. Freddie Freeman wanted to go back to Atlanta. Obviously, he doesn't because he's with the Chargers, and it was about money and all this stuff. Come to find out, the agent. Never told Freddie Freeman about Atlanta's last offer. That is ridiculous. I mean, I hope I told you. I hope he sues the guy. I mean, I don't know if he. I would think he legally can. Yeah, you're paying this guy to represent you, and he doesn't bring you all the information. But I, I don't know what. I mean, I don't even get why. Because if you look at it, I think what Freddie Freeman's really mad at, and like Stephen mentioned, I've never seen an athlete. When he came back to Atlanta to get the ring and they played the series, he was crying. Like, yeah, 
uncontrollably like he couldn't stop crying at the press conference. I wonder if I wonder if he game. knew at that time. I wonder if that's why he was emotional. I wonder if well, he knew. Well, that, hey, I could have been back in Atlanta. Uh, apparently, he found out this weekend yeah. that his agent never told him what Atlanta offered. And I think that's why he got fired this weekend. He knew. See, I think he was under the assumption because he said he got blindsided when they traded for Matt Olson, the Braves. Yeah. And I think he, he found out this weekend that they what they offered him. And apparently his agent told the Braves that they had an hour to agree to whatever. Apparently Freddie Freeman's agent threw a big number out there, and he told the Braves they have an hour to agree or he's going to the Dodgers. And that's why the Braves traded for the other first baseman. Well, then Freddie Freeman finds out, which to me, and now it's coming out that he, so he basically got the same amount of money from the Dodgers as he did from the Braves. But since California state taxes are so high, He's actually apparently getting a couple million dollars less than what he would have got with the Braves. Yeah. I, I don't get what the agent is even thinking. Unless I guess, I guess he thought he was going to be able to get him more money in, in Los Angeles. I hope he loses clients. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you. Do. I mean, there's – there's apparently it happens all the time, according to some sources. I don't know. Why would it happen all the time? Not just with – I'm no, not talking I, about – No, I, I agree, but I'm – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're my agent and I tell you, hey, I want this, I want to be here – Get it done. Yeah, that's like, stupid. If you're, if you're, I mean, you're working for your client, so yeah. They don't, I, I hope he sues him. I really do. I hope the guy, like you said, loses a lot of clients because that's pretty. It's uh, bush league. That's pretty pathetic. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I hate it for the Braves, and I hate it mainly for Freddie Freeman. But uh, you know, because the Braves are doing good right now. But I hate it for Freddie Freeman. But that's pretty much it. That's what we got for this episode. I hope you enjoy the interview. Listen to the interview and listen to this. Don't forget to follow, subscribe. We love y'all. Can't wait till next week. See you.